Welcome to Decoding the Customer, a podcast about customer experience and how to realize customer-centric change in today's dynamic business world. I'm Julia Allfeld, Certified Customer Experience Professional, Business Advisor, and host of this program. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're a returning listener, thanks, and it's great to have you back. This episode is part of my CX mini masterclass series here on Decoding the Customer. These weekly episodes are published each Thursday and designed to be punchy, bite-sized overviews of key customer experience concepts and ideas for how you can help your organization thrive through customer centricity. Whether you're new to the field of customer experience, are preparing for the CCXP exam, or are a seasoned professional looking to brush up on a few basics, this series will help you improve your knowledge, skills, and performance to stand out as a CX professional. This is episode 67 the third episode for the month of January. Back in 2013, Walker Research famously published their findings that executives believed that 2020 would be the year the customer experience overtook price and product as the key competitive differentiator. So here we are, at the dawn of a new decade, and ready to face the challenges of helping businesses become more customer-centric. The customer experience profession has come a long way in the last 10 to 20 years. And I think that all of us working in this field have gained a healthy appreciation for the importance of organizational culture as a key dependency for customer experience management. I've always said that you could buy the Ferrari of CRM systems, but if your team and the rest of the organization isn't on board with the customer-centric vision, then it's all for naught. Culture is a major driver of this. And it's also a tricky topic, one that many of us as CX professionals are not always comfortable with. So I've decided to kick this year off with a mini masterclass that dives deep into the building blocks of CX culture. So if you're looking for clarity on the foundations of customer-centric culture and would like to learn a little more about exactly how HR strategy underpins customer experience management, then stay tuned. As always, If you're out and about while listening to this and hear something that you'd like to remember later, don't worry about writing it down. You can find an overview of the key concepts that we've covered today in the show notes for this episode, which are on my website, julia-alfeld.com or decodingthecustomer.com. When we think about leading customer-centric brands, companies like Disney, Netflix, and Airbnb, it's no coincidence that strong company culture is a common denominator and that these organizations' cultures support their brand's visions, missions, and customer-centric aspirations through the realization of their respective values. Culture is the manifestation of how we do things around here. It's what we can expect from other people. It's how we expect they'll act, even when no one is watching, or perhaps especially when no one is watching. I find that business leaders are often uncomfortable with the concept of culture because it feels fluffy and intangible. And while culture can feel quite intangible, and that's probably quite normal and natural, the drivers of culture are everything but. Great culture does not happen by accident. In absence of an HR strategy or plan, toxic company culture can definitely develop. At best, it's unlikely that a large organization will have a cohesive thriving culture if things are left to chance. Your organization's HR team probably, or hopefully, has an HR strategy in place to support the organization's culture. This human resource strategy sets the direction for all key areas of HR, including things like hiring, performance appraisal, development, and compensation. 
These items are also the bedrock on which culture flourishes. If your organization does have an HR strategy, it's likely been molded around the vision and mission, as well as some tangible organizational goals. The challenge here is that we all know how these tangible organizational goals, things like growth targets and market share, often need customer-centric goals as a counterbalance to keep things in check. So it's entirely possible that an HR strategy can create the foundation for a high-performance culture that is everything but customer-centric. In this kind of scenario, a customer experience professional could paint the halls red with messages about customer centricity, but everything else will be driving team behavior and the resulting culture in a different direction. So what do you need to do to ensure that the bedrock of your organization's culture is also supporting your customer experience goals? To start, engage with the HR team and ensure that the HR strategy is aligned to the CX strategy. And what I'd like to do now is break down exactly what that means by exploring each of the key components of the HR strategy and exploring how these need to be aligned to customer experience. Let's start with hiring. Back in episode 37, I did a deep dive into how talent acquisition needs to support customer experience. So if you missed that episode, be sure to check it out for more detail. But in essence, organizations must ensure that new hires walking in the door are aligned to culture. We can train new skills, but it's difficult to teach things like empathy and even more difficult to change deeply held beliefs. If a candidate's core values are at odds with the brand's core values or the brand's customer experience principles, that's not something you're going to change with training. As a result, organizations need to ensure that they're including customer-centric attributes in job specs for all new hires and that marketing to prospective candidates includes these values and that candidates are screened accordingly. Many organizations, like Airbnb, do a values-fit screening interview as part of their candidate vetting process. Check with your HR team, and if your customer experience principles don't currently feature in the hiring process, see if you can help change this. We all know that ongoing employee development is an important feature of employee engagement. Personally, I think that training has been used for far too long as the default switch for customer-centric culture change. Yes, training is important, but it's not a fix-all. And we need to look at how else organizations help the development of employees. Do things like onboarding and skills development reflect the brand values and the customer experience principles? Are we treating employees as we would expect them to treat our customers? When it comes to ongoing development, don't just get mired in the detail of service training. Remember to ask the bigger questions about how development supports your organization's delivery of its customer promise. If you see a gap, try to align it. Next, let's look at performance management and appraisal. Someone recently taught me the phrase, what's measured is treasured, and it's true. People will modify their behavior based on what they believe they'll be measured on. So make sure that your organization's customer experience goals and principles feature here. In episode 53, I explored the connection between KPIs and customer experience management. And yes, KPIs are definitely important, but you may also want to appraise people on behaviors that aren't so easily quantified. It's also important that the link between performance appraisal and customer experience goals isn't limited to customer-facing teams, and this is something that a lot of organizations miss. Everyone in the business contributes to customer experience. Everyone. So, 
you want a customer-centric culture that extends from the most senior executive right down to the newest hire in their first job out of school and across all departments. Companies like Amazon have made customer-centric behaviors a feature of their performance management for all employees, regardless of where they sit in the organization. Finally, we have compensation and recognition. These two need to be aligned to customer experience objectives. If compensation is linked to performance appraisal and that's linked to customer experience goals, then you'll have your basis covered there. But recognition can and should extend beyond what's deposited into an employee's bank account. People are motivated by more than just money. Recognition should be a mix of public recognition, the stuff that goes into employee newsletters, and private recognition, the type that happens between a manager and an employee. It should also be a mix of senior recognition and peer-to-peer acknowledgement. People should feel empowered to recognize their peers. And senior leaders can also use their positions to elevate and emphasize examples of customer centricity in action. The key is that these recognition efforts should support your CX principles and company values. What these things look like in practice will vary a lot from organization to organization. And I can just see a future topic for a mini masterclass brewing here. Reflecting on the key components of an HR strategy, things like hiring, performance appraisal, development, and compensation, it's easy to see how they contribute to the evolution of an organization's culture. Over time, who you hire and how you engage with employees will shape the way that people behave and what they expect from one another. If this strategy is linked to the company's customer-centric vision, values, and customer promise, it can only help support these efforts and foster customer-centric culture. But if not, these things can drag behavior and culture in a totally different direction, one that might be decidedly un-customer-centric. If you're looking for help with customer-centric culture change in your organization, please get in touch. I'd be happy to explore how I could help. You can reach me via email, tweet, or LinkedIn message. My handle is at Julia Allfelt, and my full contact details are also listed on my website, julia-allfelt.com or decodingthecustomer.com. If you're enjoying the show, please share it with others who might be interested, or head on over to iTunes and rate the podcast. This helps others discover the show. I'll be back next week with another CX Mini Masterclass. I'll see you then.